Welcome to the podcast of the fabulous Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Jacqueline Thornhill, and I am honored to serve as the 97th president. Our club focuses on youth, children's literacy, and we support our active duty military and veterans. We meet on Thursdays at Lowry's at noon. For more information, please visit LasVegasRotary.com or follow us on Facebook at Las Vegas Rotary Club founded 1923, where you can watch a live stream of our weekly meetings. Please enjoy this week's speaker. Do you count? And by that, what I mean is not that you matter because we know you matter. So the example is Russ Swain for me because I love Russ Swain, so he matters to me. But if he's not counted by the census, then the government uh, funding for his particular area is not coming. We are so privileged to have Teresa Bauer here with us to tell us about the value of census. More than that, Teresa knows about Rotary because she was a Rotarian in Lakewood, California. So she knows about the functions of Rotary. She's moved into this area and is considering joining our club. So with that, give her a big welcome. Thank you, Andy. My name is Teresa Bauer. I've lived here about 20 years, and I love working for the census. I, I worked 20 years ago for the census, and my job is going to be coming to an end pretty soon um, as the enumeration picks up, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, as, I, as Andy mentioned, I was a past Rotary member in Lakeport, California, where I did aerial photography and graphic design, branding. And I was also past Rotary member of Sunset Rotary here in Henderson about 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And I think I helped them with their newsletter. Uh, my business is Bauer & Associates. I've been in business for 40 years. And I do logo design and promotions. And aerial photography for counties, fire departments, school districts, and private residents. Okay. And I've also write, written uh, blogs and writing for Yahoo and Wiseant and some books and Kindle books, uh, pricing and ethical guidelines for the Graphic Artists Guild. Next. And recently I've done some web design and product packaging for beard oil. It was fun. Next. And my most recent one, I have a very strange sense of humor. Um, Animal trainer, graphics. Okay, next. And I'm now getting into some fine art, oil paintings, acrylics. And I also do uh, trainings for neurolinguistic programming, communications trainings for schools, uh, academics, next. Um, curriculum trainings, matching and mirroring exercises, and full body catalepsy, which is kind of fun. Next. Okay, so the census is here. Next. And as most of you know, it comes by every 10 years. And it's really important. We need to count everyone once and only once and in the right place. And that's been a challenge for 200 years. Next. It is mandated by the Constitution. 
So if people ask, why do we do this? It's in our Constitution. It is law. And it's been happening since 1790. We use it to apportion seats for Congress, which sometimes is contentious. Um, but it is necessary. So every 10 years, we will redistrict and redraw the boundaries. Next slide. The political representation and redistricting is what's coming up soon. And the funding, which is $675 billion, will be decided and given to the president this December. And then the information for the redistricting will take place. The deadline is for, for that is next March 2021. Next. And this is the balance sheet for Nevada's funding. The pro program ob obligations are $6 trillion. So there's a lot of money to be distributed. And if those questionnaires are thrown in the trash, next slide, we lose $2,000 per capita, per person, per year. That's $20,000 per person, okay? So if five of those questionnaires get thrown out, that adds up to a lot of money, especially to the smaller communities, the outliers, and even to our urban areas. Next slide. Confidentiality. This is probably the biggest question I get asked. Title 13 and Title 26 of the U.S. Code um, restrict us. We cannot share this information. Both of confidentiality, we both be thrown in federal prison if we share this information. So we don't. Including, we don't give information to any agency, including the FBI and the IRS. It's against the law for the census to share this information, except for about 82 years from now, your information will become public. So if you're alive, which I hope everybody will, your information will be public at that time, which is where we get our ancestry and genealogical information. And sometimes that produces some pretty interesting results. Next. So we're excited this time. This is the first time we have a new ability to self-respond. So most of you know if you've gotten the questionnaire in the past 10 years, that you fill it out and you mail it back in, which we can do. Next. We are now able to do it by phone, so some people can respond to the questionnaire by calling it in. Next. And now also the internet. The government is finally coming into the new century, and we can respond by the internet. Next. Or, if we don't respond, which we know there's going to be a small percentage, the average is about 90 to 92%, and we want to bring that average from 92% to 98 or 100. Doesn't sound like it's very much, but it adds up to millions of dollars. So if you don't respond, this is what most people know about the census, the people that go door to door, which we don't go door to door, we go to select homes, that threw away the questionnaire, and we get them to answer the questionnaire. Next. So this is where we are right now. This process actually started in 2017. I actually applied for the job in 2018. Partnership specialists have been gearing up, dealing with corporations, government agencies, politicians, key holders in our community, 
to develop relationships. The recruiters came in, and now we're just about into the census day, which is April 1st. So we are still hiring for enumerators and field supervisors. I was just out in Pahrump yesterday doing fingerprints for some amazing people that are coming on board. You wouldn't believe the type of people that we are hiring for the census. It is truly our American core. It's wonderful to see all these different groups of people who are spending their time helping with the census. Next slide. So, recruiting for different positions. As I said, it's coming into the main top part of the bell curve. We'll be hiring mostly enumerators and field supervisors. We do have some office positions available. Both the Las Vegas office and the North Las Vegas office are open now. The North Las Vegas office is up off a Civic Center Drive, and the Las Vegas office is on Buffalo near Sahara, right next to the Social Security office. So we're paying right now $18 an hour. All the $15 an hour jobs are mostly gone. And we, you can apply online, and you can call. So if you know anybody that would like to work for the census, it's flexible hours, paid training. You can work it around your existing schedule. Next slide. And we just found out recently that they put a texting option, which would have been nice about nine months ago. Um, but you can text JOBS2020 to 313131, and you'll receive a link to apply for the job. So, Next slide. So if you want, there's contact information for the office and the applicant line and then my email address and I have some cards. And if you are interested in more information, FAQs and other community information, um, there's folders and flyers and cards on the desk near the badge boxes. If you'd like to take one on your way out, you're welcome to. Next slide. Any questions? Over here, microphone. Thanks, Chase. I looked online yesterday and found out that California is 40 to 50% Hispanic. Is that true? Um, I don't know that exact number, but I do know in the 80s it started changing demographically. What's the second state? The second state, I believe, is New Mexico. Really? Texas. Not Texas? It's either Texas or New Mexico. Okay. Yeah, but what's nice about the, the thank you for, for mentioning that because the census is doing a, a changeover to their website and you can go on uh, data, I think it's data.gov, and do a deep dive for some information. You know, we pay for this, our government puts this together, and this demographic information is a gold mine. So if you're now looking do, for that, you can find that. Do most of the Mexican immigrants from California, are they able to vote? Well, I don't know about that. That's a voting policy, not really a census policy. So, um, over here. Oh, sorry. Uh, I know you're not involved with gerrymandering, but uh, how does that, do they take the census and then use that as a basis for doing their gerrymandering? Yes, the original purpose of it is to redistrict according to population. So as people move, from place to place, the population changes. Like for instance, Sandy Valley, I know when I was out there earlier this year, 
they've lost 10,000 to 15,000 people. So where did they go? Um, so people are moving from the bigger areas to the smaller areas and vice versa. So every 10 years, the, the thought is to redistrict according to population. Where it gets contentious is where the political factor comes in. So we'll see what happens. Question? Teresa, how are the uh, illegal aliens handled by the Census Department? Are they counted? They are counted because we, what we, the questions that are on the questionnaire have to do with um, gender, age, race. I think there's one more question I forgot. Um, I think um, that might be on there. What, what, I know, race. Um, and I apologize, I didn't bring the questionnaire with me. Um, but no, we don't ask what uh, country or where they were born. They did ask that question in the 1950s, and then they also asked it a little differently in the 70s. But this time around, it was not put on. And it may be on in the future. Uh, the questions change. And what nobody's talking about also is about every 30th questionnaire is quite an extensive one. It's 30 to 40 pages. So some lucky person, every 30 or 40 person would get that. So uh, for people who self-fill the thing out by phone or internet, what are the precautions to prevent uh, fraudulent activity where people would want to get the, the count up to get more money that they would just call in 50 times? Well, it's not like fraudulent voting. Um, there is some traditional overcounting that they see occasionally, and it's usually around a 1% factor. And that's usually in the higher socioeconomic areas like um, the Southern Henderson area where people might have one or more homes and they may get the questionnaires and they may fill them out at each home. So we do see overcounting in some communities with that aspect. What we're most concerned in and where most of the resources are going to is the undercounting. Those are the transient communities, the lower socioeconomic communities, and those are the ones where the dollars are usually needed the most for infrastructure, fire, police, hospitals, things like that. Hi. Question? Hello, thank Hi. you for your presentation, it was really good. Um, I have a question about the homelessness. They keep talking about it on TV that they're tracking that. Can you speak a little bit more about that process? So yes, thank you, that's a good question. This. Uh, what most people know as the census is the decennial census. But the U.S. Census Department does do other census. Uh, a homeless survey, homeless populations are being counted. Actually, now, is it's happening now. And we also have community housing. And then there are some 10-year surveys, which actually a friend of mine in Boston is doing, um, on income. So the Census Department conducts many different types of censuses, sensei? Censuses, ongoing. <laughs> so, ah, sensei. Oh, thank you, yes. <laughs> but um, the one that's most known is the decennial because that's where all the big money is, to be honest with you. Thanks, so just follow up to the earlier question about non-citizens. So you hear stories, people talk about, uh, you know, the fact that the census affects districting and political terms. So what is to say that a certain state, though go nameless, can 
gerrymandering create districts that favor rep increased representation in their area by counting non-citizens? What is there a mechanism to prevent that, or is it a myth, or am I just being crazy? You know, I think if I knew that algorithm, I'd probably be very rich. Um, but I'm kind of guessing that's where the politicians come in and do their their deeds. Um, technically, it's supposed to be districted by population changes. That's basically the, the simplest way I can put it. When it gets into the, mm, the gerrymandering part of it is when the politicians come and start trying to redraw the lines and the gray areas. So we will see that. We've been seeing it every 10 years, and we will see it again. I hope it's not as contentious as it was before, but in our climate that we're in now, it might well be. So be prepared. Um, at the very least, it'll be political entertainment, and at the very worst, it'll be contentious things on the news. So. We'll have to see, but it is a part of our constitution, and it is a part of, of who we are as a as a country and the process that we go through. So, are there any other questions? Back to the jobs. Yes. Um, did you mention? Did I miss it? How long is the job? Are the jobs for? So the jobs they're hiring for right now are mostly the field positions and the managers, and these jobs are considered temporary and part time, and they go anywhere from ten weeks to six months. So we are in the enumeration phase right now, right now which is a, coming up in April. We'll see people out in the street knocking on people's doors, getting them to answer the questions. So the best thing I can tell everybody, when you get the form in, just fill it out and mail it in. Everybody's busy, unless you really want people to knock on your door. But yeah, so the jobs that are here are the enumeration and the field supervisors. And then after that, we'll, we'll go into a shutdown phase and we'll have quality control. And so those will be the people closing down the offices and sending the equipment back, basically. Question? Hi, Karen. Oh, Hello. Yes. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you. Such great information. And I learned something about the Constitution that I didn't previously know. Um, my question is around the privacy. You said that there's a change coming in about 82 years. Is that right? Why the change? Well, it's not a change. It's just that your information that you put down on the census will become public in about, I think it's 82 years. So it's always been from the date the data is given, 82 years from that point it becomes public. Right, because okay, the thanks. census has a way of splitting your personal information, it's called PII, okay. away from your data. And then 80 years from now, it's made public. As you can tell by some of our questions, we are concerned about illegals. Mm -hmm. You said that um, it, it's a law, it's in our Constitution. How does the Constitution read? Does it say that we're to count our citizenry or just the population? It's population. It's, That's how it's, it reads? It's human beings in a dwelling is the, basically the simplest way to put it. I presume the same 435, that's a fixed figure, isn't it, the House of Representatives? That's what will determine the number of representatives each state gets based on 435, is that correct? Yes, thank you very much for asking that question. Um, that is determined by that, and actually I believe Utah lost a seat 
And I think California is going to, they estimate. And my second question is, is it pretty well known what uh, Nevada will we benefit with any additional seats? Is that projected? I don't know that. At, that's a good question at the time because our population has grown and it would substantiate that, but I haven't heard anything recently about that. But that's a good point. Okay, Shin? so historically, you used to get fined 20 bucks if you didn't fill out the census. So is there a fine if you don't fill out the census today? And if so, what is it? Yes, cost of living has gone up. It's now $100 if you don't fill out the paperwork. I've heard... I, I've never heard of anybody getting a fine, but it is out there. Okay, my question is, what is the minimum amount of information that we have to give to the census, regardless of how many questions you ask? Because my understanding is, back in the old days, really all the census needed to get straight was how many people were in a household. So do we really have to volunteer all that data, or do we have to say number of people in the house? Um, the questionnaires that are coming out in the mail, there, I think there's five questions, and that's basically it. How many people live here? What are their ages? What are their gender? Um, okay. I think they do ask a race or nationality question, and honestly, I can't remember the fifth one. But that's it. Okay. Now, that being said, about every 30 to 40 questionnaires, you'll get a... 30, it's either 30 or 40 pages. And, and if you're one of those lucky people that gets the 40-page questionnaire, can you say, thank you, no, I'm just going to answer the basic questions? Uh, you can, but then somebody else will come knock on your door to get the questionnaire completed. Well, then I just won't answer my door. That takes care of that. <laughs> a lot of back doors will be used quite a bit during yeah. this season. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Excuse me. Ten minutes? Yes. Do they do these census questions all over the world, in Europe, in South America, Canada? Some other countries do do census. Um, I don't have a list of them. Our country has been doing it since 1790. It's part of our constitution. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that other countries are too because we're such a great country that a lot of other countries kind of copy us. So, yeah. Any other questions? I was just simply going to back up what you said. Uh, my family's from Tanzania, and their census, they do uh, count based on citizen and non-citizen, just because they have a lot of uh, refugees from other countries. They try to figure out who's in the country, in what status, and who's not. Uh, to, uh, and also, they, uh, based on that, they have a national ID program to ensure that only uh, citizens get to vote. So that's an example of another country that does that. Yeah, well, that's interesting. And I'm sure there's other countries that are, that are like that. Um, we are only focusing with our questions on um, basically body counts at this point. Any other questions? Chase? Did you raise your hand? Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. I hope it was helpful. Thanks, Jackie. Teresa, thank you for that very informative. I know a lot of people, where are you going? Come up here. Thank you very much, a lot of information. And the question that nobody asked and everybody wants to know is, is the citizenship question in or out this year? It was officially out 
last year when it was brought up before, was it the Congress or uh, Supreme Court made the decision? So we have a wonderful form of checks and balances. This particular question, according to the census, was not put through the right channels for vetting. In the 50s and the 70s, they had a process that resulted in those questions being asked. So whether it's like what he was saying about immigration or refugees or bulk of population changes, that's usually what causes that question. It just wasn't put through the right channels for this one. But maybe it'll be on the next one. Thank you, come on up here. I want to present you with our Share What You Can Award, which means that we are giving a donation to the local USO in your name. Thank you very much. In the words of a woman I most admire, Amelia Earhart, no kind action ever stops with itself. One kind action leads to another. Let's leave today building connections, taking kind action, serving one another, and rejoicing in the fellowship of Rotary. Meeting adjourned. I'd like, since we have a few extra minutes, can those of you come up forward if you we hope you enjoyed the latest podcast from the Las Vegas Rotary Club. For more information about future meetings, membership, and our local service projects, please visit lasvegasrotary.com. Now please go out, take action, and connect the world. <laughs>